Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Freaking first cut. Golly! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the First Cut Podcast. This is your Tuesday There we go. <laughs> the Genesis Invitational Preview. We'll be talking about the cat himself. We'll be talking about Riv, the whole shebang, best bets, one and done. Let me bring in the stars of the show, Kyle Porter, Mark Immelman. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? I'm I'm great. Uh, Patrick, how are you? How are you after your trip? And uh, did did the Super Bowl change the way you think about anybody that played in it? Ooh, uh, as a lifelong Miko Hardman stan, it was a very big day for us. I actually received text from a few old roommates, uh, pretty much saying validation at last for us, since we've kind of been following his career since Georgia thinking he was going to be the next big thing wide receiver wise. And it obviously has not panned out. Uh, as for Phoenix, Mark already blamed the whole ordeal. Bang, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not a coincidence. I was there when it, it all hit the fan, but uh, I've recovered <laughs> from both and uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing well. Did you Why take you? red eye back from wherever you were to uh, the East coast? I took the red eye Friday night out of uh, Phoenix. Great airport, by the way. Rated, yeah, rated really, number one by uh, Wall Street Journal. Really, really good airport. Loved mm -hmm. it. And then got back, worked all of uh, Saturday, pretty much slept all of Sunday to get back on the schedule, and then was on a plane last night as well. Hey, speaking Port. of Sky Arbor, you know what's really fun? When you do the WM Phoenix Open, 
and the Super Bowl happens to be in town on that Sunday evening as well. Monday morning at that place is a disaster. Yeah, uh, I've done that one time, and that was once was too many. Brutal. Uh, what, what's where the Hardman uh, fandom come from? Oh, just fast guy who who uh, can can break the lid off a defense type of thing, and so. We were all in a fantasy football league, and we all picked him kind of 16th round. I informed him. And, and finally, I mean, our moment was Sunday. Yeah, it took until the last play of the season. <laughs> <laughs> and Mikol is just a cool name to say, isn't it? Mikol. It's, it's, it's very cool. You know, the thing I was struck by, Patrick, in the Super Bowl was I, I don't like I would. It would be so stressful to be a kicker for one of these teams. Mm hmm. I mean, yeah. you got 120 million people watching you. It's, I, th I think it's probably pretty easy to just miss a 55 yarder, right? And these guys are just money. Like it's it's crazy to me how good they are from those distances. Yeah, I mean, the record was set and then broken in the span of like a quarter for the longest field see, goal in Super Bowl did history. Did you see uh, Brandel tweet that the the football is going too far? <laughs> yeah. well, I tell you what, you speak of kickers. I'm sure Buckner was a whole lot more comfortable when uh, when Mahomes got that first down instead of having the 50 something yarder to get kick from 30 something to win. Yeah. With, you know, yes. to, uh, to tie it at the end. Yeah. yeah, totally. And then the play, the play that I've been thinking about, Patrick, is is the one that they ran on fourth down in overtime. Where they mm. rolled Kelsey out with Mahomes and Mahomes, it was almost like a flag football play where Mahomes could run it or throw it, and he ran it. And uh, Mark, I don't know if you uh, surely you were at this Masters, but I was at the Masters a couple of years ago and saw Mahomes and Kelsey there. And Mahomes is a Mahomes is a big boy, like he is a he's very thick. Yeah, would not want to tackle. No, well, I'm, I, I, if I had to tackle one of the two, I guess I'd take him over Kelsey <laughs> for sure. But <laughs> neither one would be fun. Nah, he's the Mahomes is thick, and he sort of scampers around the place. He's fast, so yeah. I mean, that player was pretty clutch. I, it it was, it, it was to me emblematic of their season. And he kept on talking about it too, where it's like, you know, it was ad adversity and things weren't that easy. But you know, when the chips are down, those those guys show up, and, and they did so once again. Hey, your Falcons hired my boy Zach Robinson, offensive coordinator. I know. I'm I'm excited about that because uh, I thought they were doing a pretty Falcons thing when they hired uh, Raheem as the head coach. But anyway, it's turning out so it's 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 trending on the bright side for me right now. Zach's a stud. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be good. Just need a quarterback now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. You you know what else is trending? Well, is uh, Tiger Woods's new apparel line at least it's trending well or not is up to your own discretion True. The, the the cat was out there in la fancy schmancy event last night debuting sun day red three words right <laughs> his new line with taylor made uh 15 stripes for 15 major championships i'm not sure if that spells out tiger somehow all the uh the design in there, I was trying to piece it together last night and I couldn't. I think after the Waste Management Phoenix Open on Friday, you might have been able to find it in there somewhere. <laughs> For sure. That's a great that, call, Mark. That, that's fair. Um, and I think the big thing from this is why is it three words? And per the website, let me read it out for you guys. The word 
the word mark appears as three words for a simple reason. There is a special power in threes. I didn't know that personally. Calling it Sun Day Red was a fun way for us to create something completely different and unexpected. You got that right. Born from a love of being outside in the sun, the joy of playing golf during the day, and a special red being the brand's power color as soon as Sunday Red was placed on a garment for the first time, it just looked perfect. So I have two observations, Patrick. This is for you. Um, first off, I'm a big de- I, to me, numerology is a thing. I'm all about twos. Rory McIlroy is all about twos, incidentally, too. Um, pardon me, the, the extra two. Um, but Sunday Red. Is there more than just one color to the shirts? I mean, are these like Sunday blue and or Saturday blue and Friday yellow? Does it work like that or not? Uh, I, I do not believe so. I believe it's just the brand is Sunday red. Yeah. So, so uh-huh. more than it's more than one color because look, I think it's pretty cool. I, I like the Tiger logo. It smacks of the old Slazenger logo. Maybe I'm yep. thinking myself. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's right. Yeah, but I, I see that Slazenger feeling over there with the with the um the wild cat, the tiger, or the, then I, I guess that was the, the links of the cougar or something. Um, but I, I had no idea that Sunday red was three words until you filled me in and I, I get the meaning behind it. Okay. Kyle, instant reaction from you. Well, one, uh, I'm not smart, but I, I, I don't see the 15 stripes. I try to count them too. I had trouble. I never really got 15. I got like 13 one time i got like 18 another yeah yeah because it are you counting the white or the or the red right again i'm you've got me so discombobulated right now i I can't see anything yeah it's it's i believe them like i'm just going to trust them on that uh i i think it's cool that it's 15 i i think this patrick i think this was a case of listen naming things is very 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 difficult it's really hard and everything sounds stupid whenever you present it we've talked about this with live right where you know you present the orlando magic or the oklahoma city thunder and you're like well that's the dumbest name in the world you know but then you you just get used to it and it and it becomes part of the part of the lexicon that having been said uh it this feels like a case of too many people trying too hard and t- and and t- basically too many people touching a thing and it's like well we gotta we gotta make it three words and we gotta split the first word and we gotta do 15 stripes and i i think you could have just made this a lot less com- complicated like why not just the almost like I get that the there's probably rights to the uh, what what's the the tiger head cover Frank Frank, Frank. Mm-hmm. maybe there's a rights issue there I don't know but man that that was kind of cool right like you could do something that's kind of a facsimile of that and call it you know somebody texted me today like why not just roar you know for like a a tiger roar it, 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 you know like. It just, it feels unnecessarily complex. And I'm with Mark. I I actually don't, I've seen the logo in some different contexts and I don't, I think there are some contexts where I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. But I don't know. It just feels like they could have kept this a little bit simpler and made it, it's just not very cool to me. Here's what I'm seeing, KP. Um, 
you know, like Nike, when it began, used to have Nike written inside of the swoosh to mm -hmm. develop or to introduce the brand. Mm -hmm. Now the swoosh stands alone. I'm, I'm sort of feeling the same thing here where eventually Sunday red underneath this tiger goes away. But here's what's curious to me, right? Because tiger has 15 majors, hence the 15 stripes that I still cannot count. <laughs> same. But, but now is he sitting in meetings going, all right, I get it, 15 stripes, but what are you guys writing me off? There's not a 16th in me. And if so, if I pull it off, do we elongate the tail just a touch more to get the 16th on there? Or I mean, that to me, where all of a sudden I'm like, what are we just decided that he's got the book closed on, on major championship wins with this logo? Well, I think he addressed this, Patrick, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, per, per the people on the grounds, they're going to completely redo the logo and add the 16th stripe if it ever comes. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, we all learned something good. But I, I don't know if he was... Joking, yeah. Again, Mark, like I feel like it's it's a little bit um, unnecessarily complex, and I just I can't do the three word thing, you know. And I'm somebody that created a stupid brain called Normal Sport, so <laughs> like I I'm not one to judge, but it just I don't know. Just do less. What uh? What do you guys think of the crowd out there who would much prefer a silhouette? you know, a la Air Jordan from like an 05 Tiger instead, the the uppercut. I mean, I would be into it. Yeah. Mark? Uh, Yeah, I guess uh, I guess I could go there. I'd have to see it right now. I don't imagine it, but but yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Yeah, I think I mean, it's hard because the, the Tiger is such a, like the actual animal is such a, there's so many things to do with it. Yeah. And, Somebody somebody said it looks like a uh, like a carcass of the Sausinger logo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like the skeleton of a Sausinger logo. Uh, which is not great. That's not what you that's not what they're going for. So I don't know. I'm I'm no fashion fashionista, but uh, neither is Tiger for that matter. So well, I, I, I don't to, I have to think that this this it's gonna go through multiple iterations just like most logos do. I mean, this is the this is the kicking off point and we'll have a eventually have the throwback logo going on. Um, but I also see my wife is in, in this sort of stuff, brand redesign and stuff. And I can see how the modern elements are built into this logo with the, the block lettering and the spacing and the, uh, almost the dead space between the stripes. So I, I, I sort of see it. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to see them to the question, have them both side by side. And then I can sort of go there and go, hmm, all right, the, this is the way I'm trending. But I do like, I'm, I've always been, partial to animals and stuff what patrick what do you think you're young you're cool mark and i are <laughs> not young not cool we have kids um i i think it's gonna test the theory whatever tiger puts his name on is going to sell i i don't think it's going to be as easy as as his past endeavors just because one he's a little older 48 obviously he's not in the prime of his career, he's not on TV every single week. He's going to be on TV probably, what, a max of 10 times throughout the year? Like between tournaments, maybe obligations, maybe the PNC and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is going to test that. I don't love it. I don't really find myself drawn to it. But like you said with Liv, and it feels like everything is – cringy like no matter what you put out there first people are just gonna inevitably make fun of it um i kind of wish it was like a front 
word facing tiger almost not kind of the side thing yeah um i, I think i agree with that i'm wondering what happened to the tw logo because they must have spent fortunes on developing that thing too and what's that just all of a sudden going by the wayside yeah i, I thought about that as well mark because tiger does own that that, that wasn't he? a nike thing that was my understanding i i don't think that the tw is the best logo ever but it was it was not i think it was better than this i yeah, guess I, this I, thing I, is and this is to your point kyle um and i should have my wife around for this but it's it was recognizable in the end there'd been a lot invested into it so if you ask any golfer if you had to just put that logo on the screen say what is that they could name it for you so there was the brand recognizability to the thing which made it worthwhile now all of a sudden it's just gone and we've got this this uh what do you call it? The carcass of the Slazenger logo. The, the, yeah, the skeleton of the, the <laughs> Slazenger skeleton. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see uh, the pricing on everything. Like Tiger said, no one is doing cashmere hoodies, even though I'm pretty sure everyone's doing cashmere hoodies right now. Um, I think the wasn't shoes. Nike, wasn't Nike doing cashmere hoodies? Yeah, like Rory's been wearing cashmere hoodies. <laughs> and he goes, no one's doing cashmere hoodies right now. Um, the shoes are another interesting aspect. I know Josh just had it up where I think they want to get them out to him by the masters. I think they poached a couple people from Under Armour shoe department as well. Uh, it kind of looks like, honestly, like a tailor-made driver. It, it took some, uh, inspiration from that almost from, uh, that one and, and from the pictures from Riviera today. So, yeah, it just, one, one thing that I noticed in the, I don't know if we have any pictures from Riv today, but. Uh, the pants don't look good. The pants look uh, like Dockers that say Sunday Red, which yeah. is not what you're. It's not what you're going for. No. Um. No. Okay. I think that's enough about what Tiger is wearing. We should probably get into how Tiger is going to play this week. But first, let's hear a word from our partners. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast selling a little or a lot 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and we are back riv baby potentially the stop of the season some are saying uh a great tournament this week we got a 70 man field a cut in a signature event, which Let's is a go. rarity these days. Only three of those uh, all season. Top 70 will be cut to the top 50 and those within 10 strokes of the leader. Uh, 10 out of the top 11 in the field. Riviera is obviously a fantastic course. Tiger Woods. Let's start with him. We haven't seen him since the PNC. He played in the Hero World Challenge. Finished 18th there, I think. Flashed some good. Flashed some bad. This is kind of where he returned last year. KP, any uh, any thoughts or kind of what are your expectations for the cat this week? Yeah, I mean, look, he, he made the cut last year uh, in a much bigger field. I think doing so again this year would be um, – I, I think that's sort of the litmus test, right? It's like, okay, where, where's the game at? He's he's obviously not going to win. I, I, it would be shocking if he got even into – semi-contention but he can make the cut you know you like you said 20 only uh what is it 20 missed the cut so you got to play pretty poorly to to miss it and uh i i think the the shocking part uh patrick is just he looks and, and we talked about this at, at hero he looks physically fit he looks physically healthy in a way that you maybe wouldn't have said in in past years even when he played decently so i think that's an encouraging sign so i think it's a i i'm i'm very much in the camp of uh if 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 he makes the cut that's good if he misses it that's not great if only because he doesn't get two more rounds of reps before uh, the masters yeah and mark are you looking for anything in particular in tiger's game this week to suggest uh he might be in a better spot with it as opposed to comebacks past or more recently. Well, not necessarily with his game proper, um, because as far as I've been concerned, I feel like the golf swing has been pretty functional. I feel like he's had all the shots he needed to hit. He's had adequate club head speed off the tee. I mean, he flies the thing a decent distance still. Um, and he's spent so much time around the green in the back garden there and uh, back home that the short game is very, very sharp. And he's had a number of shots I've seen him hit 
when we have watched him play, like at the Hero for argument's sakes. I mean, he's got the high soft shot. He's got the spinner. He's got the low bump shot. And he's still the guy, kind of the old school guy, that's not averse to just pulling the eight iron or the seven iron and bumping some sort of shot into the ground and getting it on the ground. Although you'll see less of that at Riviera, given the Kikuyu grass and the fact that it's just so spiny and grabs balls. But to me, it's just always about what the leg is like underneath him. Um, and I'm keen to see him play because all I've seen is on TV. But what I have seen so far is uh, has, has looked promising. So I'm keen to see when I get there Friday morning what he actually looks like in person. I'm going to make a point of going to watch him play because I've long maintained that if he can walk golf courses, then I feel like he can still be relevant, um, especially at a place like Riviera where uh, you don't get away from par very much. And come Sunday afternoon, when you get that little fog rolling in a little bit and the cold air blows off the Pacific, that closing stretch of holes is brutal, man. If you yeah. go like 14 through 17, even 18. Um, and so, you know, if the score stays around par and he's healthy enough to walk and he's got the shots and stuff, I'm not saying he's going to win, but just like last year, we can see him playing. What I would love to see, because I remember last year um, in the show, I, I had Patrick Cantley's group and we were going down 12 and Colt Nost was on Tiger's group, which was going down 15. And it's not often that I've ever been at events when Tiger Woods was teeing off 10 and finishing on the ninth hole. Kind yeah. of thing. But I'm sort of hopeful given, well, again, what I've seen on TV and that's, that's not the ultimate lit litmus test, but I, it's looked promising. So I'm keen to see where he really is. Yeah. Yeah. I think the one big thing for me and Tiger kind of post 2022 is his range of outcomes in his rounds have been wide. You, you look at this tournament from a season ago, he, he has a couple rounds. I think what open was 69 third round 67, but his bad rounds were three over four over. I, I would love to see tiger like scratch and claw, like that bad round instead of three over be like even par one over something like that. But you see, that's the thing that, that, that to me is where the leg comes in because you don't mysteriously lose your golf swing or your putting touch. But when you start to I mean, I have to deal with pain and then perhaps you don't have the legs firing underneath you like they should because the golf swing's built out of the ground. You know, that's when you start to lose control of balls and we would see him doing that. But again, I mean, he's massively strong in his upper body and the evolution of the golf swing, you know, as a young guy, when he showed up, he was 15, he had these scrawny legs that would snap out from underneath him and create all the speed. But now he's just a big, strong guy and he almost grips the ground with his feet and rotates really hard with his chest. So if the leg's there and better, like I think it looks like, I feel like he can turn those bad days, that big outlier, back to something where you stay competitive on that bad day. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick. Sorry. Are, were you done, Mark? Yes, sir. Uh, real quick. Trivia question for both of you guys. Do you know when Tiger's last uh, top 10 on the PGA Tour was? Without looking it up. Uh, the the Zozo Championship. Okay, Mark, you got a guess? No. Uh, it was it was close to Zozo. It was right after that. It was the twenty. Uh, wait, I might have this wrong now. In my head, you can look this up, producer Josh. I think it was the twenty twenty uh, Farmers Insurance Open. Oh, uh, when he uh, that was Kobe week. That was Kobe week. Yeah, that was pre COVID. Yeah. and Kobe week. That yeah, was Kobe week. I remember being there. Isn't that isn't that crazy? Like that 
and, and part of this is is because of COVID. That feels like it was twenty five years ago. Yeah, and so it I, does. I, th- I just th- I think sometimes when we talk about Tiger being, and and Mark hit on it like really well in terms of the leg stuff. We talk about him being competitive. Twenty nineteen might as well be a different career in terms of what he and twenty twenty even in terms of where he's at physically right now. It's just it. It it's not that close in terms of or it's not that far in terms of years, but in terms of the way he carries himself, competes, plays, it, it's a long time ago. Yeah, it's 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 almost a mindset change for these guys too, because look, they're all athletes, and Tiger was sort of the athlete who turned the modern game. Yeah. You know, prior to him, I would say there was probably Gary Player was the guy who did that prior. Um, so Tiger was this athlete who was doing these workouts and doing all this crazy stuff, and he spurned a generation, and everything was built on athleticism and speed. You know, he was the original speed guy um, and turned that into an advantage. But then everyone, injury or not, gets to an age where you start having to play some small ball to do a baseball analogy. You know, you're not the home run hitter anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he's gone through that evolution and all the while he's dealing with multiple back surgeries, knees, this ankle. And so it's almost hastened the thing along. And it's been cool to watch how he's almost reinvented himself. And that's why I'm happy to see him back because, look, he is the ultimate hands guy. And he talks about it too. He's like, look, my leg might be broken underneath me, but I've still got the tiger hands kind of thing. So if he's got the leg as a foundation, he's still got the stuff and he can still play the game. So um, it's all a function really to me of the leg still. Okay. Over under finishing position, 41 and a half this week for Tiger Woods. Under. So closer to, to first is under is under. Yeah. Uh, it's a good number. I'll say, I'll say over. You know what? I would almost like to revisit after hearing you say that because Tiger's record at Riviera is not so great, surprising being a Southern California guy. But I just feel like, I just feel like there's going to be a different hype. You know, it's going to be like Tiger's back and the crowd's almost going to carry him like, like they have him in years past. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm 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 going to stick with over. Under. But for for me, Mark, it's it's a it's it's almost more of a function of it's it's a good field, right? It's I mean, you look at the quality of the field in terms of guys that are hot, guys that have been playing really good golf, and obviously he's more accomplished than everybody in the field. But it's just I mean, somebody like a like a Nick Taylor. It's really hard to beat right now, right? And so I, I just think that um, without having the reps, I mean, what did he, what did Tiger finish at, at Hero? Like 18, Eight, 18, 18 of how many? So he beat two guys. So yeah, that'd be, I think for, I think like right in that 40 range is a, is a, is, is the right over under for him going into this week. I'm going to stick with under 39. <laughs> I'll say 43. <laughs> big, big spender. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over as well, just based on the Riv record. Um, but l- let's talk about some of those guys, Kyle. Some of those guys who are near the top of their game. Some of them who are even struggling a little bit, right? Victor Hovland, uh, for example, took last week off to work on his swing. Rory McIlroy had a very, I think, just odd 
week at Pebble Beach from that yeah. start to the finish. Uh, and then you have someone like Scotty Scheffler who continues just to hit the absolute cover off the golf ball. Uh, it, I know we've gone through the string of long shot after long shot on the PGA Tour, but you would think at a place like Riviera, one of those top 10 players in the world is finally going to come through. I mean, you would think, but we keep thinking that and it keeps not happening right now. To your point, this is only the it's the third signature event. It's only the second with like kind of the full Rory. Everybody's playing type type crowd. Um, you know, Century didn't have Rory, didn't have JT. They they missed it for very different reasons. But yeah, I mean, Riviera is a place that that uh, I mean, the list of winners there is who's who is outrageous, right? It's Rom, Homa, Bubba, DJ, uh, Phil Holmes. Uh, I would, yeah, no, I'd listen. I was thinking about like Baron Nelson and Ben Hogan. And, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, okay. I was I thinking was, James Hahn, JB Holmes. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And there was a, there was a, was a John Merrick in there. He went to school right around the corner, though, UCLA. I, I think, he, I think there's a real home course advantage. But to your point, you listen to all of the, the lion's share of those. I think if you look at the last two in Ram and Joaquin Neiman, mm. they sort of give the, um, the blueprint for how to play the place you hit the ball in the fairway off the tee and long preferably and then you're a dynamite iron player because the greens are small um if you miss greens the, the bunkering around this place was like it looked like god just looked down from heaven and just said yes that's the perfect place for a bunker and it creeps into the target and you can hit a good shot that just comes up on the wrong spot and then you're struggling so um driving the fairway as far as possible and the fairways are slivers i mean they narrow uh, and then you hit good irons and you're on your way and uh, Ram and Joaquin are those guys. Uh, John Merrick beat Tra Charlie Belgian in a playoff in 2013. That was my first year to cover golf for CBS Sports. I was like, I thought I thought Riviera was was good. And it was uh, just a riveting playoff that nobody can forget. <laughs> what about the uh, what year did Bill Haas beat Phil and Keegan? 2012, I think. OK, that, that was a, that was a good one. Um, but do, do we have any, uh, probably no concerns about Rory or Hovland or, I mean, even someone like Max Homa, who th you thought he, he was playing well at the farmers, but these last two weeks have been kind of iffy. Uh, I, I just need more. I need a, a, a longer window to look at. Right. I think, I think it's so unfair to look at like two tournaments or even, even four tournaments really and say like. Hey, this guy's falling off or the, I mean, you, you can start to see a trend that way. Right. Um, but like Ricky, yeah, that's longer though. Right. That yeah. that's, that's three or four months of, you know, Ricky's not playing very well, but I think the fair window Patrick is if you look from January, like when we get to the masters, like when we get done with San Antonio and we get to masters week, you have a body of work from January to, to, to April that you can say, Hey, this is kind of what this guy's been for the last three or four months. I, I, I think it's hard to do that in the middle of, you know, a new season, the West coast swing, all that stuff. Yes. And then you add to that, the places that are played. And remember we're on Poania grass. And if you talk to these guys, yeah. it, it flummoxes most of them. Uh, it's really only the California boys that know how to deal with the thing because Poania is an attitude. And then you look at the events like I had a conversation with Rory Saturday evening um, in Pebble Beach, and he was in really good spirits despite what had happened. But there we had an event that was ruined by weather. 
Um, of course, you've got Phoenix, where weather had a big say-so. And then Torrey Pines in San Diego, there was no weather, but that's just a brutal golf course where if you missed the fairway, you were pitching back into play. So in as much as what these are great events on awesome golf courses, I don't think they were a real perfect canvas for these guys to show off all of their skill. So I'm not concerned about them not having played well. Um, I think when we start to get to Florida and you see places like Bay Hill and the, the TPC Sawgrass and such show up, then you'll see them show. So right now I'm not concerned. I would expect this for Homer and Rory and them to play better this week. But still, you put them on the Bermuda stuff and then you'll start to see them shine. Patrick, is there anybody that's trending one way or the other that that is surprising you right now that you're like huh that's something to watch out for going to going to the masters uh going into the masters i mean i think someone like in adam scott in the way he's playing right now we touched on it a little bit last week just he, he doesn't really play a ton certainly not as much as he used to but he's hitting the ball like out of this world i followed his group i think he was with jt and cam young uh, the first two days there in Phoenix, and I mean, you you just had three fantastic ball strikers, and yeah, seeing seeing him in person was a lot of fun to watch. And you think about Augusta, you think about this week too. Uh, I, th I think Adam Scott could be, you know, may maybe he could threaten for a, a second green jacket here in a couple months. I don't think that would be the the craziest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I've watched Scotty since he was a kid. Um, but I had him a few times last year, I remember, and Quail Hollow was one of them in the final round. And he was he had some drives where I, I joked with him on the one hole. I'm like, dude, really? And, and he sort of goes, well, I'm eating my Wheaties kind of thing as he was joking. But but you're right. He is swinging awfully freely. There's no hold back. He knows where the golf ball's going. Most importantly, he's putting. And then so to your question, Kyle, um, regarding the putting, even though he missed a few coming down the stretch last week, I cannot turn my ways, eyes away from Scotty Scheffler right now. Mm -hmm. The way the guy strikes it, and now he's making a few putts. Goodness gracious me! When when he finds a little momentum, it it could get nasty for the for the competition. I think my two are JT from the positive. He's been he's been good for a couple of months now. We've talked about this. Uh, he's just hitting it a lot better um, now. To be fair, like he started off. Uh, last like the west coast swing last year he was he was not bad it didn't get bad really until the major season he missed the cut at the masters shot in the 80s at, at the, both the opens so i think i i'm i'm encouraged by his trend but not and i'm mostly bought in but i think there's still a little bit up in the air there and then uh Zalatoris, i think is interesting and again i i'm not i i think you can reserve judgment especially on him, but on all these guys until you get to April and start to say, okay, what, what direction is this going in? But he just hasn't, he he's been pretty unzalatoris like, uh, for the first two or three events that he's, he's played in. So not labeling him yet, but just keeping an eye on it, monitoring. I will say this, um, trying to think of the event, Pebble beach, maybe. I watched him hit some. I, I made a point because, again, this is a guy coming back from back surgery. And he was freaking flushing. I mean, he's always hit it well. But the ball flight was lower. It was really penetrating. It was coming easy. Oh, no, I tell you what. It was on the range at uh, San Diego. And I just looked at him and I sort of smiled. And he gave me that knowing, like, yeah, it's good. 
So uh, I, what concerns I had about Will Zalatoris kind of flew out the window. But again, to be out for that long, it's a lot of time. Yeah. So, so I think there's not a recency bias, but these guys playing a lot is a good thing. So along those lines too, I'd go for Rory, who's now signing up for extra events because he didn't look phased whatsoever when I talked about it, talked to him, despite the misstep at Pebble Beach and whatever rounds that was toward the end. I think both of those guys, and especially Zalatoris, they just outperform their normal play when they're at majors so much that even in April, if, if Zalatoris is play, let's say he's got like one top 10 and you're like, okay, you know, uh, but then he gets to the majors. You're like, I, I, I still am pretty optimistic just cause he's always outperformed what his traditional play has been, uh, in the regular season at major championships. Yeah. I, I think on the downturn, I, I would love to see something from Ricky sooner rather than later. Uh, just like <laughs> since the since the win, it hasn't been uh, fantastic. Let's no. just say that. Uh, I think Data Golf. I, I was checking out his, his chart today. I think they have him outside the top 100. Um, and it was right. just like the stock market crash, Black Monday, pretty much Sunday red, well, Black Monday. How about this? I, I don't know where you. I can look it up for you in a second. But last 20 rounds. Of everybody in the field at Riviera, Patrick, he's last in ball striking. Mm. Behind Ben Griffin, behind Matt Kuchar, behind Seamus Power, behind JJ Spawn, behind Brian Harmon, Lee Hodges, Alex Smalley, Brendan Todd. That's it's not great. It is not. So he's the one guy. And we talk about Poana Grass, California guy. He's putted well on it before. Uh and yeah, I mean, the irons were all right. And then the, the last few weeks. So I know he put a new driver in the bag at Pebble Beach, one of the new Cobras. He, he said he really liked it and he got off to a nice start there at Spyglass. Um, but yeah, it just hasn't been good. He's 102 on, on data golf, uh, which is, is tough. And now I will say a lot of his struggles, Patrick, <clears throat> at least so far this year, have been putting, which, I don't, you know, that's kind of whatever to me. Like it, it doesn't, uh, I, I don't care that much. One, because he's a good putter. And two, because that's so volatile week to week. But the the tee to green, like the especially the driver, you're like, ah, I don't, I don't know. It was so, it was so locked in last year that you felt like, okay, we've kind of reached a, a like we've re-reached the the Ricky baseline of being like that kind of top 20, top 25 type guy. And he just has fallen off after the win. And and I think that was, uh, to me, that was unexpected. Hey, Patrick, just one more. Um, You speak of guys that are kind of downturning a little bit. I've been curious as to Sung JM, because ordinarily this guy is so reliable. And the yeah. last few finishes... I mean, he's gone tie for 66th in the last two events. He still had the barn burners to start, and he was he was part of the storyline there in the century. But since then, it's gotten progressively worse. And and this is a guy who, at a place like Riviera, you would think, okay, he's for real because of how reliable and how consistent he is. Um, but it's just it's been some strange misses. I mean, I saw him last week from a decent lie in the fairway, miss a greenside bunker to the right, a right greenside bunker, and so it was it was wild for him with an iron in hand so it's I, i'm a bit i have my eyes peaked my, my ears and eyes peaked 
to Sung JM right now. I'm unsure about what's going on there. Yeah, th th that's a good one too. And he, he typically pops up early part of the Florida swing too. So mm -hmm. definitely, definitely a name to keep an eye on. We will mention a few more of these names. Best bets, one and done for the Genesis Invitational coming up next. But first, we got to hear a word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we are back. My face is getting darker. There are no ceiling lights in this entire place where I am. It could be a prison. Uh, but where, where are you? Let's look. I can't say. I can't say, Kyle. I, I'm in Delray Beach, Florida. I'm going south for uh, for the winter. It's about to be spring, boss. <laughs> yeah, where we've got like 20 days left. Uh, well, I'm checking out the back end of the the tournament, formerly known as the Honda, formerly known as the Palm Beach Classic, now known as the Cognizant Classic, uh, at the end of the month, and uh, have some some business and personal things to attend hey, to. I'm going to be down there for PGA Tour Live, so we'll connect. Yeah, I'm only going Monday and Tuesday. Will you be uh, there? Okay, I'll get there Wednesday. Mm, yeah, I'm out Wednesday. Maybe I'll see was you there, at the airport. International there, man of mystery, I'll see you. <laughs> for sure, he is. Was there ever a... Uh, that's a good trivia question. Was there ever a winner of the Palm Beach Classic? I think... I, I don't know. I, no I don't winners. Think, I maybe the, the friends we made along the way. There you go. For sure. Or the true winners. All right, let's uh, let's getting get into our betting picks for those new around here. Producer Josh and his fat wallet gives us fifty dollars for a matchup, thirty for a finishing position, and ten for a pair of outrights. We'll start with the matchups, and let's start with you, Mark. You got a couple guys who have played this course pretty well in the past. I have. Um... And both of them are not slumping, but they haven't been at their best. Uh, Cantlay, Patrick Cantlay, that is, has had a tough time of it on Sundays. And Victor just hasn't been at his ball striking best. Um, he looked really out of sorts, I thought, at Pebble Beach in the AT&T event. So I'm taking Cantlay, who's basically playing around the corner from where he went to college, over Victor plus 105. I like it. I, I've been told Cantlay has this one circled on his calendar. He's been gearing up for it practice-wise, so I like that pick. Uh, meanwhile, KP, you got a couple runner-ups from the early season. Who you got? Yeah, this one was – I really struggled with these matchups. I, I, I couldn't – I kind of went back and forth on a couple of them. I landed on Nikolai Hoygaard over Keegan Bradley, uh, mostly because this is a place where a little like Augusta, you can – you can be, you can miss off the tee, um, and it doesn't 
hurt you a ton uh, as long as you're hitting your irons well. And Hoygaard is just so long off the tee, and he's been so good in terms of gaining strokes off the tee so far this year because of his length that uh, I think he's going to have a, I, I think he's going to be in some interesting spots on this golf course. And I don't know, it'll depend on putting, but I've got him over Keegan Bradley. I like it. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm kind of following the same path that, uh, that Mark is picking two guys who have played this golf course. Well, I'm going Colin Markawa minus 110 over Max Homa. Max has, hasn't been great past couple starts. Uh, I know he was a fantastic putter last year. Statistically, the putter is kind of struggling a little bit and the driver hasn't been great either. Uh, Mark, I was play, played here. Great. I know Homa has as well, but I, I like where the ball striking is and his short game tends to pop at Riv, which I think will be big for him. So that is Colin Markawa minus 110 over Max Homa for me. KP has got Hogard minus 120 over Keegan Bradley and Mark's taken a plus money winner. Patrick Cantlay plus 105 over Vic Hovland. Finishing positions, I'm going to pick a guy who KP's picking on. I like Keegan Bradley, top 20, plus 170. Ahead of this show, I just I was thinking about that playoff. You know, Phil telling him to join me, join me, has a little bit of a different meaning now. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to take Bradley. He's been hitting the ball well, played well at Pebble Beach, played well at the Sony Open as well. Small field, so top 20, plus 170. Uh, KP, you're taking a man who has won here technically before national championship, I believe. That's who do you true. got? Uh, I just want to feel something this week. I've got speed top 20. Uh, he'll be T68 at one point. He might be T2 at one point. And, uh, we're just hoping we settle inside the, the T20 by Sunday afternoon. I like it. That is minus 110 for the top 20 for Jordan Spieth and Mark, you I've got a bet on a man who's already collected a winner's check this season. Who you got? Winner's check despite not having won. And up to that, I had a quick conversation with Jay Sewell, um, coach at the men's team at the University of Alabama. And he said that Nick Dunlap, winner of said event, is, is in a lot better spirits. So he's uh, looking forward to this week. I'm going with a homeboy, Christian Beside Note. Had the runner-up slash win at the American Express. He hasn't finished outside of the top 30 this season yet. His worst finish has been uh, a tie for 28th. So I figure on Kikuyu, uh, we have a version of that in South Africa too, um, as accurate as what he is inside the top 30 for plus 120. I was all over that. I like it. So to recap, Bradley top 20 plus 170 for me. Uh, Spieth top 20 minus 110 for KP. And Mark's taking a homer pick with Bez top 30 plus 120 outright wise the boys have a couple of previous champions mark let's kick it off with you well i'm going the first my first one's max homer grew up just around the corner and his record around this place is like last four years tough for fifth a win tied for 10th and then second last year i won the one and done league last year um no asterisk using max homer so I just feel like he, he goes back to a place where there's a lot of home cooking and it helps him to find his groove. And then my other outright is Sahith Thigalo. Went to school just down the way at Pepperdine. He's had a couple top fives on the season already. He's playing great, lots of confidence, putting awesome. And um, last year at this event, I think he finished inside the top 10. So I've got two guys who are very familiar with the course and the conditions and the environment. So 
I'm going all California here. I like it. Uh, Sahith, I, I was a little surprised he kind of faded a little bit, but overall a great week there in Phoenix. And then KP, you got a, a couple, uh, you know, a Bronx bomber and, uh, and, and a previous champ here. <laughs> that'll, that'll never not be funny. Uh, Adam Scott, 28 to one. He's like you said, he's been playing great. I think other than, than Scotty Scheffler, he's been the best ball striker in the field over his last 20 rounds. Uh, and obviously he just crushes at Riviera. So I thought 28 to one, I, I, I don't know if Adam Scott's going to win, but I, I thought 28 to one was, was a fair number there. And then Cam Young, I don't really know what to think of Cam Young. Uh, he's had sort of a weird year plus um, where he'll play great one week. And the, the, the consistency just hasn't been there, which I think is odd because he was very consistent in 2022. So uh, he's played very well here. Two top 20s and two starts. Uh, played good at Phoenix. So I don't know. 35 seemed like a, a good enough um, number to, to 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 go with him on. Yeah, I, I almost picked him myself, but uh, I, just, I just couldn't do it. He's one of those guys that makes you look like an idiot. Sometimes. I know. I know. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Um uh, a guy who does that for me sometimes is Justin Thomas, 16 to one. Uh, I think the win's coming soon. He's played well here before. He should have won when JP Holmes hit him with the four corners and slow played him a few years back. Uh, so give shout me out, JT. Shout out Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to big Dean Smith for that one. Uh, and then I'm going with Matt Fitzpatrick, 40 to one driving the ball. Great. Irons are going to have to pop a little bit, but the irons have been good here. I think he likes the the yardage buckets that his approach shots are coming in from. So 40 to one there. And that's not all. We got best bets on deck. Josh, can you put up the screen? We are leaking oil. I'm not sure if this accounted for the Pebble Beach 54 holes. So I'm just going to say uh, there's an asterisk as long as these are red. Uh, but Josh gives us 50 extra dollars to put on our favorite bet of the week. Mark, you're doing a nationality play. Tell, tell the listeners what you got. I need to get a win desperately. 0 for 4. Um, I'm going with Ludwig Oberg as the top Scandinavian. There are three in the field. Um, the other one's Victor Hovland. I can't recall the third right now, so you can help me out there. Hoygaard? Uh, Hoygaard, yeah. So, so, But here's the thing about Ludwig. Um it just doesn't look like there's a golf course that this guy can't play. Yeah. And and the harder they get, the the more he just tends to want to shine. And so he drives the ball great, which is a major part of the examination around this golf course. He's a dynamite iron player, and he just looks like he's got this presence about him where he doesn't get too faced. So I, I have a feeling he's going to contend. So I think Ludwig is the, long, the, the, the top scan, scandic, Scandinavian this week. The top Scandic himself. Uh, KP, you are stacking a pick. What do you have? Yeah, I've got uh, Adam Scott top 20. I've been getting a little crazy with my best bet recently. <laughs> I've been I've been walking in Patrick's footsteps, so I try to keep it more low-key. And so, I was so mad last week when I had JT and Scheffler to finish in the top 10 at plus 300, and JT finished a stroke outside of the top 10. Scheffler almost won the event, obviously, but... Adam Scott top 20 seems like very reasonable. Just need to need to get back on the board, need to get some momentum going the other way. Yeah. Need to see the ball go through the hoop. Yes. Uh, yes. As, as the king of the parlay corner, both 
literally and figuratively, I can tell you it's been a, a dark month. Uh, but I guess I'm kind of stealing your bet from last week, and I'm going Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, top 20 okay. at, at plus that, 115. That would have hit. Yeah. Um, I mean, Scheffler, that's like free money, it feels like. And then JT, I think he's in for a great week. So th- that is what I'm rolling with. Uh, but that is not all. We have... Scheffler, by the way, has one finish outside the top 25 in his last 29, 27 starts. <laughs> one. Yeah. It's Tiger Risk. It's Tiger Risk without all the wins. It's crazy. I, I think you just got to pair that, that with whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 truly. But that, that's not all. We got the highly controversial, highly, uh, I'm blanking on the word right now, uh, decorated. Oh, oh. Sure, we'll go with that. One and done. Josh, reveal the picks. Wow. Mm. Incredible. Take it in. Soak it in. Uh, let's start from the bottom up. We, we've got first, let's give a shout out to the big boy team leading the way with $5 million in the listener league. OK Boomer, Pat Sullivan at 4.5. You're obviously not a golfer at $4 million, And Grant at 3.84. Fellas, like- we are... I feel like any of those could be your team name, Patrick. <laughs> they all are. They all are. Big boy. <laughs> we are worlds behind them. Worlds, but four million, not three point six, four million yeah, to the winner. It's a big one. This week. Mark at sixty four hundred dollars. Who are you going with? Well, first off, I had my arithmetic wrong because I thought I was closer to uh to Josh, but anyhow. Justin Thomas let me down last week. I figured I was in for a good weekend. Then he stumbled mm. uh, Saturday, Sunday, which was disappointing. So I decided I got to try and go alternate to my plan. And last couple of years, I've gone with Homer at this event, and it's turned out great. Um, but I figured someone else was going to go with him, so I didn't. But I went with another Californian. That's my theme on Poanio, and I feel like Marikawa sort of fits the bill. I had him here in the final group last year. He finished in a tie for sixth missing a whole bunch of putts but he seems to be putting better this year so colin it's time buddy it's time this is a big press let's get some work done so i can get back uh, to the other side of the leaderboard please lone wolf in it with colin morikawa uh he's one of two lone wolves greg is the other one with adam scott at 1.1 million sandwiched in between them is myself at 932 with justin thomas i think this is the week he wins uh, this would be the week. Normally, I'd be to the top of the one and done, but unfortunately, producer Josh, who's leading the way for us at 1.8, also has Justin Thomas at his heels, though, in second and third, KP and Rick, both at 1.2. Kyle, why don't you tell the viewers who you both have? Well, biggest purse of the year for first place, and we're picking the best golfer in the world. Is Scotty it more Shepard. than the players? Won't be more than the players. Come on. Well, thus far, I don't know what the player the players' first place is a little over four, probably. Yeah, I think I'm, it was four or five last year. I'm 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 telling you right now, I'm using Scheffler at the players. Come on, I was going to do that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I should have done that as well. But uh, I've got him this week. I, I there's a little concern here, Patrick, because you know this was one of his bad starts. In 2023, finished T12, mm. which it sounds ridiculous, but that's one of his worst finishes in the, on the year. And I think there's obviously putting concerns and all kinds of stuff. But man, I mean, talk about 
ball striker and ball strikers course mar married to man, you know, matching up married together. And, uh, that's what this is. So I I'm excited about it. I, I feel confident that he's going to be in the mix. I just don't know if he's going to end up winning. Yeah. I, I think it, it's, it's a good pick, right? Scott Scheffler is never a bad pick. And you look at the golf courses he's one on, you'd think Riviera would yes. be one of them as well. All right. So that is, Colin Morikawa for Mark at 6,400. Justin Thomas for myself and leader Josh, who's at one point, let's call it nine. Adam Scott for Greg at 1.1. Scotty Scheffler for both Rick and Kyle, who are both at 1.2 with Rick just eking it out over KP. Uh, gentlemen, you guys got anything else before the Genesis Invitational kicks off in a couple of days? That's it. Sounds yeah. like now. We, we've talked enough. Sun, day. Red. Black. That's that's Thursday black over there. Thursday black. You would think they'd like dip into like Monday blues or something like that. Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's, I see where you're going. Yeah, there's there's plenty of uh plenty of wordplay. Sunday there's, dread there's, when he's not there. There's too much going on here. Like the 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 just leave it at the logo. Don't I don't need the writing on the shoulder and it's hip. Pant the pants are bad. I, I don't know. It's hip. His shoes look like a tailor-made driver, no, carbon but, something. But the pants are classic Tiger. Remember back in the day, the pleats and the baggy look and the yeah. You know, that that's Tiger over there. Those are the kind of pants he wears. Yeah. No, you're but right. I, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm with you on the shirt. Yeah. I, it's, right. it's it's a weird dichotomy because the shirt looks kind of athletic and like he belongs in a gym. Then mm -hmm. you got these baggy pants. Nah, not doing it. Yeah. Hopefully, he brings out the mock. All will be forgiven if the mock returns <laughs> this weekend. I will take back everything I said. And the cashmere hoodie, which no one in the golf apparel business is doing. Tiger Woods, an innovator, like always. Uh, gentlemen, that is all we have for Mark Immelman, at Mark under, underscore Immelman. For Kyle Porter, at Kyle Porter CBS. I'm Patrick McDonald, at P. McDonald CBS. This was your Tuesday pod and your Genesis Invitational preview. We will catch you guys <laughs> next time. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.